Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I am just your typical Spike. On the line with me, my good buddy, producer extraordinaire, and man that matches his sweaters to his undershirts, Cameron McCoy. Dude, what is up? I would love to tell you that's coordinated. It's not. Are you sure? You sure about that? <laughs> it's a good look, dude. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean... No, I, uh, random Sunday morning selection, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Anyway, dude, how you been? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, surprisingly upbeat and optimistic, which is uh, what we need in February. Yeah, dude, for sure, you know? Um, dude, there is a new set. There is a new standard. There is a new limited format. Um, new, 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 and also... Uh, I think this set kind of speaks to the power of the game engine that is Magic. That so many other things could be wrong with the state of the game, but at the end of the day, what's actually happening in the game is killer. Um, so, dude, talk to me about your... Like, I know we texted back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you've really enjoyed Neon Dynasty. That's kind of all I know. What have you been up to? Limited? Constructed? Where are you at? All sealed right now. Um, so I, I opened up the client um, <laughs> for the first time in like uh, almost two months. I opened up Arena, um, had to delete the program, reinstall it because I was having some real issues for performance or whatever. Um, so that was great. But once I got into the actual game of playing Magic, it was fantastic. Hold um, on. Can you just tell the audience for those people? Because you're. They might be saying, oh, well, Cameron's running this on a MacBook still or something. Yeah. What's the actual card you're running it on? I mean, it's like the RTX 3060 Ti with like, you know, a Ryzen 37. I mean, like we're talking like it's a... It should be running just fine. It's a good, (laughs) you know, like as I said to you, like the performance indicator is running like like Forza Horizon. Looks incredible. Buttery smooth. You know, 4K video and no issues. I launch Arena... And I'm getting like 10 frames a second. And like, there's just something going on. Regardless, deleted the program, reinstalled it. Seems like it's performing better. So I'm sure it was just some random bug or whatever. Uh, But Sealed Man, uh, this is a really, really, really good sealed product. Uh, So I have never played with ninjutsu before. And... um, I've played it, you know, with like Ninja of the Devours and things like Popper or like a random legacy deck or whatever, but playing it in a limited environment, holy cow, it is so fun and just a breath of fresh air. Kind of like how Morph was like this real fun, interesting kind of mechanic um, that really makes like attacking with creatures matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, the thing that I love most about Limited is just, like, how important um, attacking, sequencing, and all of that stuff is, much more so than anything in, like, Standard or even Legacy. Like, I mean, it's, like, it really matters, like, how you go about attacking um, and then using something like Ninjutsu to sneak in certain things. Uh, The all-star card of the Ninjutsu deck, so I was playing a blue-black Ninjutsu for my first sealed pool. Um, and really it was like a rat jitsu deck because like I was using tons of like the, um, I don't know, rats that have ninja for whatever reason, or ninjutsu, why not? Uh, 
the the Lord though, the silver faced fur master, silver faced mm-hmm. fur master or whatever, silver fur master, blue black has ninjutsu, um, reduces the cost of ninjutsu for other creatures, and then also gives all um, like ninjas plus one plus one. Um, that just uh, was bonkers good, uh, and I had two in my sealed pool, um, and it was it was so incredibly good. Um, random artifacts, like all the vehicles, I feel like they really hit it well as far as like tons of artifacts, tons of vehicles, really good removal across the board as far as like how to deal and interact with that. Um, to the point where I felt like I had some real nail biter games, um, but was able to just get by because of like a perfectly drawn, um, artifact removal spell, or I was able to draw like a vehicle that I was able to, that had haste, right? I mean like those Mm -hmm. sorts of things that just make it, um, man, a, a super fun, interactive magic environment um where you mentioned that this might be as good as like dominaria um i haven't played it in standard yet but as far as like a limited sealed pool man uh it's up there it is super fun yeah and i would also say that so first of all i've really liked this set so far and it's an impact on standard just because of my weekend kind of how things work i considered going going to a pre-release but did not um so i ended up just suiting up, constructed. I did not drop, <coughs> excuse me, I did not drop in my 50 bucks. Uh, I found some decks online that suited kind of my wild card needs. Surprise, surprise, Jeskai was one of them. You might be shocked to learn that I have all the Jeskai cards. So <laughs> that worked out for me. Um, so before I get into Jeskai Hinata, which is like the main thing that I was playing, <coughs> excuse me, I do want to mention a couple things. Number one, I think this set is proof positive that you can make a really good constructed set that is also a good casual set, that is also a good commander set, that is also a good eternal format set. I kind of get tired of everyone thinking kind of that this stuff is all mutually exclusive, right? Like, for example, commander existed before there were commander products. I know this is shocking, right? And many of those players would tell you that Commander was actually better before they started printing stuff for those products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and something like Hanada could clearly be a Commander, is clearly a constructed playable card. But what I've loved so far is, f- from a high level, at least at the beginning, it seems like playing to the board matters a lot more, mm-hmm. right? We're kind of getting to back to, you know, you and I always mentioned Siege Rhino, but remember when Den Protector was a constructed standard playable card? Mm. we've been through how many standards with that card that ability would be too dirtily too much of a waste of time etc etc and here it kind of feels like we're back there a little bit that cards that maintain value that um allow you to do you know like sequence properly go through combat properly (laughs) all the stuff you said about ninjutsu dude that that applies to the standard ninjutsu deck that rat lord is a constructed standard playable lord mm-hmm. um you have to consider like who do i block if they have this this or this person with ninjutsu right it's mm-hmm. not i would say a tier one deck but it's there there's also a very good interesting artifact engine deck um that's black and red there's mono white there's mono green there's control flavors there is a lot going on here i right now i think there's like 
six po- possible decks. I've seen a blue red like just straight control deck. Hmm. Uh, I actually even played uh, for a while my blue white uh, tap out control uh, with the uh, finale of devastation or whatever it is, the one that destroys mm-hmm. all non lane permanents. It was really good in this format because there are a lot of artifacts and man, does that make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Field of Ruin, also very good in this format. But what do you know about Hinata? Have you seen this card? Uh, I, I've seen it. I have not seen the deck in play, I guess. So, okay, I, I'm going to mess this up. But basically, Hinata is one blue, red, white. And it's uh, a 4-4 legendary Kieran Spirit. It's got flying and trample, right? Literally, the trample has never come up in two days worth of me playing this deck. <laughs> but, you know, it's there. Spells you cast cost one less to cast for each spell they target. Spells your opponent cast cost one more to cast for each target. So, there are, co- there are certain cards that have multiple targets, i.e. Magma Opus. Mm. So, Magma Opus now, if you have Hanada in play, and you actually hit all the variety of targets can be four mana. It could technically be three mana, I think, if you ping multiple things, but most frequently it's four mana. So basically you set up these board states where, you know, you have different things like a braid goes to one mana, Mm -hmm. and you play Fading Hope to protect this thing, but it's actually a huge pain in the butt for them to actually kill this. Worth pointing out, your counterspells when Hinata's play cost one colorless less as well. Because you're targeting a spell. Nice. So you can like get them with disruption and stuff, Jawari disruption, stuff like that. So <clears throat> it is very susceptible to getting run over. But the in-game loop, like you have to pr- put into play this creature. It has to stay in play. You know, you have to be able to draw into the particular spells. It is not a control like it's not a wilderness reclamation kind of thing where it's like okay i've assembled this two these two cards Mm -hmm. and now the game is very much over so i've had times where i've had this in play and i've cast magma opa twice magma opus twice and i've still lost Hmm. because my life total was too low they ended up drawing a burn spell and that was that like this is the kind of magic that is valuable that we've kind of lost is like these lock states are 70% 70% for you to win. 75% yeah. to you for you to win. And this deck, again, I found it to be just stone terrible against the mono green deck because you have primarily red burn mm-hmm. because that's all targeted burn. And I've tweaked the deck quite a bit. The ones that I've seen online have no Behold the Multiverse and they have no Memory Deluge. None of that. So you're kind of like... They kind of rely on Magma Opus to be... One version I saw had two copies of Unexpected Windfall, which hmm. I don't like in this deck. You're not playing Goldspan Dragon. You're not playing any of the treasure package. Yeah. So Unexpected Windfall is like you can run out of... Because you have to discard a card to cast it. Yeah. So I've had some pretty brutal top decks with that. Um, but anyway, super fun constructed control deck that takes a lot of thought to see. Like You can't just turn four, plop this guy down and be like, well... There it is, but you have yeah. all these weird things where it's like, okay, I'm going to discard the Magma Opus on the end of uh, turn three, my opponent's in step, create the treasure token, then I'm going to have a blue up, play Hinata with the treasure token, and now I can Fading Hope it if they have the removal spell. Like, 
you just have to do a bunch of that kind of mental gymnastics to know what you need to do. Hmm. And it, it's cool. It's very much not tuned, though. Um, there's black-white mid-range is good. I think I just talked about blue-red control, blue-black control. Um, Mono-green, mono-white are the same. However, I think the mono-white deck, you probably need to be jumping into a second color. Um, I've seen that second color be black. I've seen it be red. But I just think straight white now, it's a little rough. A lot of the good ones tend to be actual more like a Death and Taxes deck now, mm. where they play Redain, they play Thalia, stuff like that. Um, because there are just too many board-sweeping effects running around. Um, it should be pointed out that this Hanada deck is like very popular right now. Yeah. So it is not just me that's like, hey, check this out. If you've been on Twitter, you've probably heard people talk about it. Um, but like that, plus the lands, the last thing I want to say about Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, those legendary lands are a home run, Cameron. They are so fun to play with, good without being overpowered. Just chef's kiss. I've been really happy with them. Hmm. Um, wow, I've talked about this deck for a long time. <laughs> so um, Sounds super fun, dude. Like yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Magic is good. Guys, standard is good. I'm so tired of, like, every time I see anything, like, somebody post about standard, they're like, nobody plays standard anymore. I feel like I always find a cue. Just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, Cameron, do you have any final thoughts before we move on to the news? No. Uh, I mean... Limited is good. Standard is good. I'm excited. I'm going to suit up a deck and check something out this week. Make, make it Hina. Dude, how bad do you want to chain together Magma Opus? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It looks beautiful. But when you, just put, when you put it on the stack and they auto-concede. <laughs> so, all right, Karen, we'll be right back after some news. All right, Cameron. So I do. I do want to just direct your attention to, like, we could turn this into a positive, right? Like, we got the state of arena, and you know, a lot of it's like, hey, we're selling this bits, we're selling these bops. Um, we're not going to give you things like choosing your default basic land or a, <laughs> a client that runs optimally, for example. Do you know how mm -hmm. irritating is? Do you have your same kind of basic lands that you want? And, like, I have to scroll through, like, three pages of islands yeah. to get my full art islands. Yeah. Can I not just make those the default? Secondly, yeah. star those. <laughs> how come when I import a deck, it splits my field of ruins into two different artworks? Have you had this experience, too? Oh, I haven't had that. No. I have, like, two different playsets, and it'll just do two and two, and I don't know why. Um, I want to have the choice, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but there's some really interesting language at the bottom of this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we can take away from it, the pressure is working, Pioneer in some form or other is coming, okay? So basically, they talk about like, how do they word this? As for where things currently stand with the format, Alchemy, we designed it to appeal to a highly active digital first player. And we're pleased to see that it's finding, finding a good audience there. Let me translate that for you. Because if there were more alchemy players and standard players, that that sentence would word very differently. Mm -hmm. If alchemy was a huge hit, hit, it would also be worded very differently. Mm -hmm. Like there, this is a coded guys we know. Some of you don't like this, but hey, we we found some players that are into it. I hope both of those players are happy. Um, but did did anybody like when this new set came out? Was anybody like yes? 
let's test Kamigawa Neon Dynasty in alchemy. Did that come mm-hmm. out of anyone's mouth? What do you... Mm. <laughs> no. So, anyway, but in this, they, they, they say that they're aware that a lot of players were upset with Historic essentially being having the rug pulled out from under them. Can't imagine mm-hmm. why. And that we're aware that we're taking steps towards a non-rotating format that mirrors paper. What could it be? Um, so I'm going to view this five-paragraph little bit of weirdness as a win for getting good paper magic mirrors on Arena. What do you think, Cameron? Uh, yes, but... Like, this is just one of those things, like, you know, we have our annual wish list that we put, and I'm pretty sure in 2019, 2020, and 2021, the thing that we always wanted was non-rotating formats that are paper mirror, and, like, that obviously has always been an option, but they went another direction, and now they're going to pivot and try to, I don't know, maybe make every single person happy. Um, what I'm saying is like, I'm happy that yes, that we'll maybe get eventually pioneer on there. I'm also concerned, um, what they might do to this precious format that I love. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm still a little embittered about the entire thing when it's like, you should have been doing this from day one. Right, it's it's like uh, we know we're we're aware of their past history. We've been burned before. Mm-hmm. I f- I feel like we're somewhere in the uh, no longer shame on them, shame on us <laughs> cycle of things. Right, and um, point is, you fool them once, you can't fool them again. Cameron, exactly. That's what I'm trying to, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Um, but like, man, that's a that's like a twenty year old reference now. I was going to say, it? yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Um, feeling old. No, like, I, I just, I read this and uh, what's the German expression? Where you're like, Yeah, I felt that. I felt like, you know, clearly this is an uncomfortable thing for them to talk about mm. and I'm going to enjoy it because I've paid so much into this thinking that they would provide the thing that they had promised and they had not. So I'm for the record, I'm fine. If they just say, hey, it's pioneer-ish, we're gonna start with Ixlon or whatever the oldest one is on the I can't mm. remember what the oldest set is on there. Is it Amonkhet? Amonkhet, right? I think yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So like if they say, hey, we gotta start there because that's where our resources are, but it has to be a thing that's from that standard on and it has to be in paper. Dude, I'll play that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll play that tomorrow. Sign me up. And if it's going to take a while to get back to Magic Origins, okay, I get it. And, you know, do what you do. But it seemed like they had that really clear, hey, we're going to do the the block remasters. And we're just going to go back in time. And I just, maybe I'm misreading the community. It seemed like Amonkhet Remastered and Kaladesh Remastered were, like, huge hits. Like, everyone in the community was playing it, streaming it. You and I both played, specifically, Amonkhet Remastered a lot, right? A lot, a lot, yeah. So, uh, it's kind of shocking on that level. Um, but like my favorite, and we kind of talked about this before on the air and 
just the logic <laughs> leap here is in the thing they say, look, 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 we know that some people just want us to flip the switch and say, hey, there is historic uh, non-digital only cards. Like basically you can just play historic with the cards that are in the client. However, if it's a digital only card, you can't play with it. What I would argue you and I both want, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they say something along the lines of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to have two very similar products that are only slightly divided by a full, small handful. Of, and they proceed to directly describe what they've done to standard. Yeah. And I mean, the irony meter shoots through the roof, right? Like, I mean, clear. I, I would assume whoever wrote this knew, mm-hmm. but like painful to read, dude. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I, I would love to know, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall and know what the historic numbers are like now. Because anecdotally, you don't really, and I don't know how much of it is, like, the new standard because of Crimson Vow, the Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I don't hear slash see people talk about it. No, I feel like, honestly, as soon as they announced, like, those digital-only historic cards, like, when that announcement happened, I feel like there was just a steady drop-off from that. And then with the announcement of Alchemy going into historic alchemy essentially um it's just non-existent now i don't know i'm I'm sure there's some people out there and there's some people who love it but um please like please stop 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 put those resources of rebalancing and everything into designing older cards that work in your client (laughs) yeah yeah and you know what what also is weird it's like i mean surely they've had the same discussions that we've had at watsi right but it's like what exactly it, it it's really difficult for me to understand how you would believe that you would make more money on alchemy than you would on pioneer like if you actually do pioneer correctly mm-hmm. you they could have made a killing on that in paper and in digital you know what i mean it's like yeah. this digital like physical synergy that again other companies would kill for so it just seems like kind of lazy business planning i don't know like it's very strange anyway but the good news is, Cameron, is the earnings report, and I'm not going to go through the, like, to read the whole thing aloud, but, uh, hey, this has been Watsi's best year ever. So, wow, great news, Cameron. Um, they're up a lot, 42% mm-hmm. year over year, right? Um, and so he, here, here's, here's what's interesting, right? Um, they're in, they're in this, like, the, the interim Hasbro CEO says, the consistent growth of Magic is a testament to the long-term durability of our strategy, led by doubling down on collectability mm-hmm. and expanding the Magic product suite, right? So there's some other stuff he says there, but the doubling yeah. down on collectability, I think we can all agree, is why the money is going up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what's going to happen is they're going to quadruple down on that and it's going to implode like beanie babies of the 90s. I just, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I already have like major fatigue with the amount of sets that are printed that have nothing to do with like a good magic game and all about the collectability. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that that is good for your game and maybe isn't sustainable. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like it's going to implode. Yeah, so um in it he says or in in the breakdown from Reddit, 
Um, they they say their growth in 2022 is supposed to be mid single digits, which is way down than the growth seen in 2021. Um, they think they'll make a ton of money, but they think they're close to saturation with their customers. Wow. So, in case you're wondering, this is going to go full Guitar Hero. The answer is probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, again, when we're talking about profit mar- margins and secret layers, it's like, well, you're printing whatever eight cards and charging fifty bucks for it. Like, it, I'm not really surprised that your profits are up. Mm-hmm. I I do think though that that last bit plus what we saw in the arena state of the game gives an indication that there is a lot of doubt about this direction now. That they're getting enough feedback, enough high-profile players are quitting, not streaming, the Twitch numbers that we saw. So, like, again, profits aren't, you know, this is like the whole, I can't remember the name of the theory, but crime rises as do at the same time as ice cream sales. That doesn't mean that ice cream causes crime. Right. It means yeah. that it's hot outside, right? So, we could sit here and talk about, like, on one hand, it is good that Wizards of the Coast is making money. That, that means, like, we're not going to wake up tomorrow and magic is just going to evaporate. Like, I get mm-hmm. that. Um, but I'm really hopeful that if they go from 40% growth to 6% growth, there's a really long, hard look of how much do we need to clean up this digital client mm-hmm. and how much do we have to fix organized play? Because the collectability is driven by that. Almost exactly. everybody I know, everybody that I know that's a collector at one point was a competitive player. And maybe they got too old or, you know, like in my case, my kid is like super involved in athletics. So three nights Mm -hmm. a week, four nights a week, I have to be gone. So I have to have this like four year hiatus from being in the store very much. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, it's just something to stew on. But maybe Neon Dynasty has just gotten me too hyped, Cameron, that suddenly I'm coming to you here like being Mr. Positive. Mm. Mm -hmm. It'll change. Six months. You think Q3, it's all downhill. Oh, dude. As soon as they go, <laughs> Pioneer Masters, but we've also decided to add in Pioneer cards that we're, yeah, that we're designing, or we're going to add new cards to Pioneer. Like, guys, I don't want new cards in Pioneer. I mm-hmm. don't want you to design cards for Pioneer. Yeah. Let Neon Dynasty dictate what Pioneer will be. Let that next set dictate it. Don't start just jamming random things. Mm. OP cards that you want because then more people will buy. And it's just not good. Yeah. And uh, just anecdotally, like, I, I'm really curious to see what the store event s- setup is like. I ran into a person that works at my local shop, and they're asking me the pre-release, and I said... Yeah, well, I don't know if I'll be able to make it this weekend. What's standard modern numbers? And they're like, standard is completely dead. Modern, a few people show up. And again, this is like 20-ish people used to be modern, right? Jeez. So, and that, that kills the store. And by the way, that store has replaced those tournaments with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. So, you can't, you can't do this very long, guys, no. before it starts to really become terminal. All right, let's get out of the segment, come back and talk about what else we've been up to. All right, Cameron. So this week, not a lot new for me, um, but it says that you've been watching maybe the funniest current show on television, What We Do With The Shadows. How far have you got into it? So we're uh, midway through season two, and uh, I am super late to the game. 
on this mm-hmm. show. I don't even know. Have you talked about this on the? I'm I'm sure you have, Maybe. and I just I've forgot seen, about it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of it. I don't know that I finished season three. Okay, but I've seen quite a bit of it. Yes. Yeah. So what we do in the shadows, um, based off of a movie by Taiko Watiti and uh, Jermaine Clement, who is part of like Flight of the Concords or whatever. Um, and so it's a it's a, a documentary crew filming a, uh, a house full of vampires essentially and uh, yeah there was like the the movie that came out based off of like New, a New Zealand documentary crew this is a TV show based off of uh, characters in Staten Island and man oh man I can't recommend this enough it's so funny and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I haven't I didn't start it when it originally released um, but yeah, it, it, it spoofs on like every single vi- vampire trope that you can possibly imagine. Um, there's one episode, which I think is probably one of the funniest, most LOL moments I've had where they have a vampire council that they invite like vampires from other TV shows or the characters. Yeah. So like Tilda Swinton from like one movie and, like Blake Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes <laughs> and it, I have just there's so many like little deep cuts of, of like pop culture that they kind of insert within this series. It is so so good. Um, so like I can't recommend this enough. I, I I have laughed out loud so often. It is so inappropriate in some ways. Like not a family show, right? But um, definitely worthwhile to check out. Have you seen the episode with Jackie Daytona, the volleyball coach, yet? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's my favorite one. Okay. Um, but the, but like the the character like all the characters are great. But like the thing that like makes this show amazing is how strong the comedic performances are. Mm. Um, how these people keep a straight face. While they're doing these performances, yeah, the guy that plays Laszlo, like, <laughs> like, has legitimately caused me to like almost fall out of my chair laughing multiple times, <laughs> right? I uh, I remember liking on Twitter when people were like, "Who do you want the next James Bond to be?" And there was a picture of him. <laughs> it's like that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. So, um, yes, the high recommend, obviously, like you said, for mature audiences, but. Uh, a really funny show. Yeah. Um, so, <coughs> Cameron, you might be surprised to learn. I think we maybe talked about this. I'm not the biggest fan of watching the Super Bowl because I find it to be like very drawn out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're. Uh, I know some people watch it for the commercials. I actually find that very frustrating. There's actually this this football theory that um, so many come from behind wins happen in the Super Bowl because the defenses get so tired because they have to engage in the game for so like their heart rate is up obviously they're in commercial breaks but they're like still in that elevated state for so long interesting that it causes defenses to falter um especially people that do that like the seattle style tampa two so i know i know you're a big tampa two guy so mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway uh i i the one thing that's drawing me in is cameron and they released stills this this week mm. for the rings of power and i am i am that dude i love lord of the rings amazon has uh the tv show is coming out in september and my understanding is 
this is going to be a lot of the stuff of the second age. So translation, if you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies and haven't read any of the books, my understanding is basically the war from the first prologue in Fellowship, it's going to be the story of that. Okay? And they're doing a bunch of condensing because, uh, you know, in the Cimmerillion and all these books, like the elves live a lot longer than human beings. And so they have to kind of move some human beings around so it to all mm. for it to all kind of match up and not be like, oh, it's actually this dude's son now or whatever. Um, but like, dude, just the stills. Have you seen yeah, like man. the still with Galadriel in the 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 armor, the elvish yeah. armor? And it's yeah. just like, yeah. all right, so I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's a there's like a still of Elrond in a field and some other stuff. And like. So down, I actually really liked what Amazon did with Wheel of Time. I think that show progressively got a lot better. But let's be real here. That felt like the warm-up for what this is. Yeah, yeah. And That's, that's uh, the salad to the main course, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is the prime rib, yeah. my man. And, <laughs> and just from the stills, it looks like it's going to be a tasty bit of prime rib. So, uh, and the, the nice thing is, unlike Game of Thrones and Wheel of Time, the problem that they battle is... It's super decompressed in the novels, and they're going to try and do it in, like, six seasons. Um, but these stories, if they tell certain ones, are already just, like, locks. You know yeah. what I mean? You just have to execute on the story, which I know is, like, easier said than done, but it's not like there's this kind of open-ended, how's, how are we going to do this at the end, like Game of Thrones? Um, and some of these stories, I don't know if they're going to do the Leia Luthien. Um, I do know Isildur has been cast. Like, there's some really great stories. Yeah, here. you can mine so many of those. Yeah. So, but I guess, like, there's all this. So, like, the Sun wrote books, and, like, maybe Amazon has the rights to the the history of Middle-earth, but not the Cimmerillion. It's a very confusing rights Listen, situation. I don't care about the rights. Just give me a, give me the Lord of the Rings. Like, that, you know, whoever needs to do it, do it well. Um, You know, like, I, I, I want a new Hobbit that isn't, three movies of just a slog give me that fun little adventure (laughs) yeah and i would argue that where the hobbit went wrong is it was not really the hobbit no like they they did a bunch of weird variations and additions and it was like you guys could have just told one really good two to three hour movie called the hobbit right yeah and you missed that you missed that so anyway i'm super pumped for that cameron video game apocalypse is looming Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Horizon Forbidden West coming. Elden Ring coming. Dying mm-hmm. Light 2 was like last week, and I know that's a big release for some people, though I did not play the first one. <coughs> so, it's on, dude. It's here. February <laughs> is here. So, anyway, we'll be talking about those games real soon. Cameron, if someone would like to get to you and talk to you about your Elden Ring build, where could they find you? It's all on Twitter, at Cameron underscore McCoy. And I am at Curtis now. Our official show feed is at SpikeFeedMTG. We will check you guys next week.